Welcome to the Summit and Stream podcast, a podcast about freelancing, helping you reach your summit while finding a steady stream of income. I'm Lauren Robinson. And I'm Catherine Smith. We hope you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we've enjoyed recording it. Let's go. Welcome back. We are here and we are ready for another episode of our Summit and Stream podcast. Oh, I think you know what we're going to say before we get going, Kath. How's your week been? <laughs> um, mine's been a really busy week and I felt the last two days a bit overwhelmed with my workload, which is good in a way, don't get me wrong. Um, but I just need to take some deep breaths, refocus, make my, make my to-do list and crack on. Mm, how are you feeling now? Yeah, fine, fine. My, my T's across, my dots are eyes and all that jazz. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you're feeling yeah. better. What about your week? Oh, well, I have just got back from having some Botox, <laughs> which I just love. It just makes me feel so much better. Like anyone that says it's not about, that it's not, it's just fully for me. I just love it. And I just yeah. feel so much better when I have it. So I think that's why I'm feeling a bit, a bit chipper today. Because I've got, because <laughs> my, um, yeah, I feel like it's just, you're going to have to tell me if my face is bleeding <laughs> if it's bleeding yeah it bled, bled loads today sorry oh, it wasn't very nice yeah but it's okay now i think yeah you're fine I'm checking you out no no you're fine you're not bleeding from your face you're fine <laughs> oh, right so, so what's today's topic then today we are going to be looking at well and this is actually a really scary one for a lot of people mm. customer acquisition yeah as a freelancer especially this is a massive one and i think I don't, well, I don't know about you, but personally, I see loads of courses, loads of, uh, like, information sheets and stuff um, about freelancing and about, you know, getting getting work and stuff. But actually, it doesn't ever get to the nitty-gritty of what exactly you need yes. to do to get these customers. Yeah. Or they try to bring you in on something and not give you what you need. Like, what do uh... I say? <laughs> I know, it's, I completely agree. And I remember that drove me nuts right at the beginning. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Like I can do all this branding stuff. I can get myself sorted. But like, I still need someone. I still yeah. need customers to get the money. and who do I approach and say, hey, will you pay me to do this for you? Mm. How, how do I word it properly? Mm. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. And, and so, so let, let's start off. Where the hell do we find these clients? <laughs> Well, I started on Upwork. Yes, we talked about that before. Yes, we? Upwork and Fiverr is where I started. And somehow was just developed from there. Finding, um, asking for referrals. That's been yeah. a good one. Yeah. And just networking. Same, same. So um, I started actually really similar to you. Um, Upwork Fiverr. Um, I got. Uh, was I lucky? I don't know. But um, I got some quite. I got some clients from Upwork, um, which is definitely worth checking out. Got some clients from Upwork, and then I, um, basically worked really well with them I was gonna say like networked my butt off with them, but I worked <laughs> really hard. No, and I did a good job with them. Extra, and. Yeah, and it, and and I've managed to sort of take them off, off up work, yeah. and they're some and of my clients now. And developed into a beautiful working relationship. It has. It's the dream. It really is the dream. Um, I've even got them on WhatsApp now. We're that good friends. 
Are you Facebook friends? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't taken it that far. Anything that's true on Facebook is true in real life, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. So, yeah, so, that, so that's where I started. Um, and then I think a lot of my clients then, um, again, networked really hard. Yeah. Like meeting people. Uh, if I ever get to go to a convention with one business, I'll always make sure I network really hard, always have my cards on me, that kind of thing. But I definitely think the networking thing is probably when you're a little bit more developed. I don't know if you'd agree. Uh, yes, because for a little while, I was a bit embarrassed, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I was a bit embarrassed in saying what I do for a living. I've got past that now. And I feel confident. And that's one of the things I think you need to take is you need to be confident in what you are doing and tell people what you do. Why were you not confident? I think because it's a new industry to me. Yeah. Except my background is in education. One, freelancing is new. And second, copywriting is new. But there's nothing wrong in saying that. There's nothing wrong in saying this is what I do. Um, if I can help you in any way, please let me know. I think a lot of people actually really respect that as well. Like we forget that the business owners, so our clients, they might not have all the answers. They might not know. And actually it's really reassuring for them that you've got someone who's brave enough to sort of go, actually, I don't know it all. I can, I can write great copy or do good accounts, whatever it is, but actually I'm new at doing this for myself. Let's work together. Yeah, definitely. I think you have to be honest with your clients. You don't want to say, yes, I can do something, and actually you can't. Um, One of my clients asked me to do X, Y, and Z. And I came back and I said, look, I can do X and Y. I can't do Z. And she's like, yeah, great, no problem. I still want you, you know, take you on. And that's fine. I don't do the Z part. You know, she's employed somebody else to do that. Mm. And I think she respects the fact that I said, look, I can't do that. Yeah, that I'm not the not right person to get that job done for you. Because a lot of people, and me included, like I can be, I can panic and be like, oh yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, and you yeah. and you end up, you, you end up getting underpaid for it, mm-hmm. overworking yourself, getting yourself in a flat behind the scenes. And actually, that was probably one of the best business decisions you made was. Because it's hard when someone's dangling all this work in front of you. Sometimes it is really hard to say no. Yeah, and because you have bills to pay, you need the money. But I think the key thing is, if if you don't know how to complete the task well, they're not going to re-employ you. They're not going to give you referrals. So it's best to be honest and say, I can't do that job well for you, but I can knock the socks off this one for you. Do they best job ever and you've got a good relationship you've got um a good system going yeah on. absolutely yeah and i think that's really valuable in this sense this is where i don't believe in fake it till you make it yeah and i think too many people that i see in social media online um push this kind of like well just big time it just big time it until yeah. you know say you're the best say you've got all these clients like it doesn't work like that yeah i agree yeah, and I think it's really nice that you can like build and grow with the clients and they understand that as well. And and that's yeah. such a nice thing. Yeah. To I'm be I'm all about honesty, not just in freelancing and your job, but in life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just be it's so me. true. It's so true. Um but that kind of moves on then to uh something that again people aren't really comfortable with cold pitching <laughs> <laughs> cold shivers um yeah 
Yeah. I've been told to make a list of clients that I want to work with. Someone told me that. Ooh. Mm. That was a tricky one. I want to work with everybody. That's what they say that linked it. Yeah, but that's more about niching, which yeah. we've like, which we've covered. We've discussed that on one of the other episodes. Um, but yeah, list of ideal clients, and then what do you send them? That is a really that's good million-dollar question. Point. And what's strange is, I think it it might depend on who your ideal clients are because i don't yeah. think i do every every person's ideal client will will respond to a cold pitch that is not to say that they're not really valuable and they do work and you shouldn't do them i just don't think they're going to yeah. work all the time and no. you just need to go into it being aware of that we should probably actually mention what is a cold pitch ah <sighs> sending an email basically says hi this is who i am this is what i do yeah is there anything i can help you with to more or less a stranger (laughs) yeah or a strange business (laughs) and i think the key with cold pitching is one getting your email down yeah getting what you're gonna send them we say email but it could be it could be like maybe on linkedin yeah LinkedIn LinkedIn's actually a good one for cold pitching, isn't it? Because then mm. they've got they can basically see everything about you before you do yes. it. But um your 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 cold pitches to someone that you don't know. Oh and it and yeah, it sends shivers down a lot of people's spines. Um but yeah, so so you're talking about making a list of ideal clients. Of ideal clients. And I think it kind of links to Sally from, was it last week that I made up Sally? Oh, Sally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you need to know who you'd like to work with. You've got to have a good working relationship like Mm. you have with your clients to make it a long-lasting. Yeah, know who who you're speaking to. Um, And Kath, what do you put in the email? Do you have any ideas? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's... I think it's really difficult to get the balance between being professional, giving your personality across, telling them about your services, but not too much about your services. Yeah, because you don't want to go really deep, difficult. deep, like, here's the prices, this is exactly what we offer, this is everything we yeah. can offer. And to make it personal for them. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be doing a generic email sent to all. I think you need to make it a bit more personal okay have we got a freebie this week yes we actually have examples of some things you could say but again please alter it edit it to fit your industry and to fit your ideal clients yeah you're cold pitching it to i really like these because it just gives you a good starting point i don't think we're saying these should be copy and pasted but i think no. it gives a really good idea of what sort of kath and i have used in the past to do cold outreach yeah um i think some people would say as well with cold pitching it's a numbers game yeah so you know if you know that you're going to be cold pitching to 100 people which is a lot but cold pitch to 100 people say mm-hmm you you need to figure out like sort of what you're likely to be getting yeah what response rate you're going to be getting back you're not going to have 100 replies please don't get upset if you're not going to get 100 oh, replies no. it's not going to happen and i think the key is also in the follow-up Ooh. and this has happened on the reverse side for me as well i had totally missed an email um and the girl 
followed up with me a few days afterwards and we got something together. Yeah. But if she hadn't followed up, we wouldn't have had that. Yeah, and there's, there's nothing wrong, is there, with sending that follow-up email. Hey, hi, sorry, I, you know, I, I sent you an email, I haven't had a response. Yeah, yeah, and no life is busy. Everybody knows life is busy and things get in the way. So, yeah, nothing wrong with have, sending a quick little follow-up, asking if they've had time to read and review your email. Yeah, how do you know what to put in What to put in it? Do, like, you, you mentioned that it's really tough to, like, get it all in there without it being mm. too much how do you do it because i'm i'm not very good at this i would just probably go quite quite straightforward hi I'm lauren i'm a freelance copywriter any love work? to love to work with you <laughs> any work going on <laughs> pretty much um i think you've got to say introduce yourself what services you provide um and how you can help them i think that's where you can get them Ooh, Indiv- like it. individual bit into it you know do a little bit of research on their company website linkedin a little bit of uh mi5 mm. work going on oh yes yeah that is so true actually yeah definitely don't just send the email if you can help it don't bother sending the email to like info at no or, or whatever it is yeah help yeah. at like that will just go into a nine times out of ten it will just go into a mailbox uh-huh. Do your detective work. Do yeah. your sleuthing. See if you can get a per- not a personal email address, but the you know cath at mm. company name yeah. rather than info, so it goes direct to the mailbox. So we've done how we did it and cold pitching. What about networking? Like, how do you actually get customers from networking? Like, I am happy to talk about this because I will talk the hind leg off a donkey <laughs> at networking events. And it's like the one time where I actually don't... I, I'm actually really pleased that I'm just a talker. Do you think you have to be a talker to be good at networking? Oh, no. Oh, that's such a good question. Is it a skill that can be learned? Definitely. Okay. But I think it's just going to be harder if you haven't got the... Like, I've got a few really cringy, like, opening lines that I know that I can talk to anyone about. And I was going to ask, do you go with, like, a few sentence starters, um, you know, conversation starters, anything you've practised you want to oh, get in? So, no, so I don't have one that I've practised, but one that I have used and I've genuinely got work from, and you're going to laugh because it's in the same place that we go all the time. If I So, uh, for context, um, I actually used to live abroad um, where there weren't many English speakers and if I ever heard an English speaker in a place I'd always be like oh <laughs> it's really unusual to hear an English speaker here because it would it was like a non-pressurized way to start a conversation with someone mm-hmm. um, find out a bit more about what they're about and and like I knew damn well that if there was an English speaker in this cafe which I know you know is what yeah. I'm talking about if they if if they were speaking English in there, probably in a suit or in like business work where they are there for work, they probably own their own business and they're you know and they're just having breakfast or brunch yeah. before they have meetings. And I and I've got two now, two like good clients just from being like, oh, you nice. speak English? Hey, why are you here? Where'd you come? And then and then as soon as it's work, you just get into work and you yeah. can. And I think you have to be interested in people. To... Well, yeah, because I'm really nosy. 
<laughs> yeah. I was having a conversation the other day with my husband and we were saying about how um how like you can say it's socially acceptable to say, Oh, you know, I'm going pupil watching but actually you're just like being nosy and watching what they do. <laughs> I love it. I love people watching. Do you know what else I like being nosy about? What? Having a look on um websites or sell houses. Oh, you're not one of those. And having a nosy in people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> to see how they've decorated it, how what the layout is like. Oh, I could take that idea and put it into my own house. I love nosing in people's houses. <laughs> I know people who do the right move search and they um and they just put in no max limit. Always go highest to lowest on re- my research, my uh, oh god, see that, thing? Yeah. that says something about me because I'm looking for houses at the moment. I always switch it the other way. I'm like, right, what's the lowest yeah, price? No, I, I can think afford? if I was actually buying, I would go the other way. But um, when I'm ha- when I'm having a nosy session, yeah, yeah for yeah. stalking purposes, totally. That's so interesting. Oh. <laughs> Let me know if you listening are also like. <laughs> Highest to lowest for people's houses. Oh, <laughs> they're out there. <laughs> they're out there. We're gonna find them. Um, but yeah, um, what about um, if you don't happen to frequent any cafes, like networking online? Because there are yeah. some really great online networking like groups and stuff now, aren't there? There are, and even in if you're on like free trainings and things, there's nothing wrong in this day and age to say. You on LinkedIn, Instagram, is it alright if we connect? Yeah, I always carry... Oh, hang on. Have I got them in my pocket? That's always my go-to line. Ta-da! Can we connect? I've just got out Ooh. my two business cards that I always carry in my pocket. Always, nice. wherever I go. Nice. Always be prepared. And um, the other thing as well, absolutely not to be overlooked, is family and friends. Just mm-hmm. having family and friends, knowing what you do, you can even team up with them. I know that you, you know, you've you've sort of started working with, with friends friend and stuff that you me. had before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, if I have, if I'm talking to somebody and they have an issue and I have a friend who can help that issue, I would recommend them. And I would like to think that my friends do the same as well. If they're talking to somebody um, and at the back of their mind, they have, oh, Kath does that. She can help you. Mm. Here's her number. At the end of the day, they need to know what you're, they need to know what you do to be able to promote you. And actually, most friends and family are so supportive that they always... Always promote you. Um, and I think what we should do really quickly is just cover, before we finish up, is cover uh, retainers. So a lot of people might not know what a retainer is, and it might not actually be specific to your industry. But um, a retainer is, rather than working on an hourly rate per month, mm-hmm. you're going to be sort of agree a price with the client Per month? Per month. Usually monthly, isn't it? Yeah. It's usually monthly. And that's sort of, rather than going off like an arranged set of hours, it, it's it's just like a monthly amount. And, and, and retainer clients, are, to be honest, are the ones that you want long term. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. know, it's that kind of bread and butter. It's that that you know yeah. is coming in. And it's the, the little bit of security in the freelancing world because it, you know, you're not, you're not going to work. It's not set hours. It's not set pay that you get every month. You need to work for your clients. Yeah, and by getting a couple of clients on on retainer, you can actually sort of start to build a better working relationship with them. Yeah. You know what's coming. They might need more work, and then they up the retainer. Yeah, um, yeah. you can even set, um, I'll work with you for three months. For yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think that's the good thing about being freelancers. You can set your own kind of rules, your boundaries, your guidelines. Mm. Like I pay my accountant on a retainer, I guess, because yeah. it's not on a set amount of hours. And I think that's definitely something for people to keep in mind is ideally it's probably why people will push you to set packages because yes. it makes it easier yeah in the long in the long run so that's definitely something to have a think about again is can you offer your services as part of a package mm-hmm. i know we again we've covered this in sort of branding and 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 bits and bobs um but it's definitely worth definitely worth thinking about yeah so what have we taken from today's episode what to say to clients yeah you can find that in the downloadable pdf in the show notes little guidelines uh, networking talk to people networking yeah 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 have a little have a few sentences in your mind that you're going to start off with mm-hmm. i think uh yeah <laughs> a few tips yeah. yeah uh cold pitching we've covered some nice some nice cold pitching pitching yeah and different groups on maybe uh, different social media get to know groups and yeah talk to people mm. i think is the main main takeaway yeah now before we really wrap up we have got something really exciting that we wanted to share and we are just it's getting closer and closer and we are so excited and we wanted to announce it to you guys who are on the podcast first Yes, so we have spoken about uh, Summit and Stream the Retreat before. Um, As of today, when this episode is released, we have a special offer for you, an early bird offer. We're only offering this to a really small amount of people that just want to jump on. And we we, we really wanted to get something in place that that was going to help out the people who really wanted to come because this is honestly about moving your business forward definitely and this is something i would have liked when i was starting out like tell me what i need to do yeah and i know there's other people out there so yeah we've offered an early bird offer not many so get your name on that mailing list yeah the info's in the show notes right yes it's all in the show notes the link is on there for the website and you can uh, see all about all the other cool stuff that we've got planned yes. like we've we've booked some absolutely like awesome people awesome things i don't even think we've talked about one of the no. the biggest most exciting parts well for me it's something that i've always wanted to do and I've, I've never done it i think you have right but I've always wanted... Now, I can't even say it right. You say it way better than me. You want about that? Yeah. Pen- She's pointing up, by yeah. the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this retreat is going to be held in the Brecon Beacons. Um, and there is a... I would say a little mountain there <laughs> called Penavan. Which is the highest... Is it the highest peak? Highest South Wales. Highest peak in South Wales. Yes. Oh, and yes. we get to go up it. We get to go to the summit of Penavan on one of the days during the retreats. But yes, if you want to know more details, what we're going to be doing every day during it. What we're doing when we get up to the top. Mm, we haven't shared that yet either. No. Come and check out the website. I want to share it. I want to tell everyone. Maybe we'll do a special edition podcast and we just go through everything. Should we do a special Episode. edition? I thought you were going to say a special edition at the retreat when we go when we're at the top. <laughs> 
no. <laughs> I'm yes, going to yeah. be not in the space to do a podcast. <laughs> But I am so looking forward to it. And yeah, we've got those, we've got the early board. So please check out the website, all in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. And we will uh, see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Summit and Stream podcast. Make sure to check the show notes and we'll see you next week.